welcome back, Eclectors. And if you've not ever joined us before, then you should and become an Eclector because the Eclectic Collection podcast is where it's at. We're on episode 84 today, Rodent Reveal. I know it sounds gross, but there's a method to my madness. I want to talk about Groundhog Day. Yes, the movie's awesome with Bill Murray, but apart from that, you know, living in Pennsylvania my whole life and having this crazy town, Punxsutawney, which nobody really noticed until it got into Groundhog Turf, Everybody just knows that February 2nd is a crazy day, and it could be a day that the groundhog sees his shadow and determines six more weeks of winter for us, or six more weeks of closer to spring and not such bad weather. Unfortunately, this year, he saw his shadow, so they say, although I would like better uh, uh, intel on that, but he supposedly saw his shadow, and we have six more weeks of winter, ironically yielding one of the most mild winters that we've ever had with no snow, so I think Phil might have been off. So... The uh, groundhog is immortal, by the way. He's at least 135 years old, so a lot of people ask me that. Um, He is 135 that we know of. Now, I'm going to tell you on the slide that I think there's probably been a few groundhogs that they may or may not have called Phil, but uh, that's between us. So, yes, there's one groundhog, and he's been 135 years old, but not really. Okay, so originally it started out as a German badger, and uh, luckily he wasn't a honey badger, but he started out as a German badger, and 1840, it got switched to a groundhog. And it's actually a German, uh, Pennsylvania Dutch uh, descent kind of a thing. So the German and Pennsylvania Dutch immigrants um, that settled in the Punxsutawney area. It's a very, and we even have like Germantown, which is way lower, but it's a northwest to like Penn State kind of area, State College area, um, up beyond that mountainous region, very small town. And that was kind of like, that's the area that we're talking about. So um, they started it out where it was a four-week um, thing. Now it's a six-week thing. So four weeks of winter versus not. Now it's a six-week thing. And I grew up with that, so it's been that way for a long, long time. Um, basically, it was a festival, and it turned into a thing because they used to have this badger back in Germany that determines supposedly the weather, and now they just brought their customs and traditions here. So America being the melting pot, of course, we embraced it. The funny thing is... Nobody really inhabits this town. I think there's like a few thousand residents under normal circumstances. But and it's kind of an odd place to get and it's surrounded by mountains and it's very uh, high up and sort of out of the way. But because of this festival, and now it's like such a thing, crowds and upwards of 40,000 people go to visit. And it's about eight times the population of the actual uh, city when when no one is around. Um, It's funny because people used to eat groundhog ew i don't recommend that but if you're into it have at it and there was a groundhog club back in 1899 that originally called it the groundhog feast and it was in september and it was more of a prediction of the winter from before you ever got into the fall months but now it's become uh the other side of it like when you're headed in toward the hard part of winter and then spring eventually they even used to make groundhog punch ew I don't even want to think about that, but I hope you didn't eat right before listening to the Eclectic Collection today. But um, pork and chicken, yum. It was actually uh, a punch made of pork and chicken. I'm just going to leave that alone. You do what you want with that. Um, In 1961, Phil, who they call the Groundhog, uh, officially um, was named after a Danish prince. So they named him Phil, but they didn't name him Phil until 1961. What's interesting to me as a Pennsylvanian, is that we have Phil the Groundhog, 
who is a representative of the Pennsylvania State Lottery, and he's always the one on the commercials, keep on scratching, and they have like a little functional groundhog. And of course, not to be confused with the gopher from Caddyshack, where Bill Murray was also involved. I know he hangs out with rodents, but don't get your rodents confused. I'm just saying. That was a gopher. This is a groundhog. But Phil is our groundhog, and uh, he's also our Pennsylvania Lottery groundhog. Um, 106 forecasts for winter. Only 19 for spring. Those are his stats thus far. He has only been successful 39% of the time. And I can tell you again, oh, spot on, Phil. It's been the mildest winter we've ever had. And he has actually not um, been right, in my opinion, this year. But he said six more weeks. I'm like, mm, no. There are other groundhogs. And um, some of the states that involve that are in Wisconsin, uh, New Jersey, New York, Ohio. They had their own little groundhog or weather-determining rodent, if you will. And um, they had you know, their own success rates and whatnot, but none as cool as Phil, to be honest. And um, they used to have a uh, whole system of who would, you know, where they would have him come out and see his shadow. And if he saw the shadow, then it meant winter. And if he didn't, then he didn't. But now, apparently, there's just scrolls that say, like, winter or spring, I guess. And then he touches one, and whatever one he touches first um, is the one that wins. So it's very scientific, you can tell. <laughs> but he obviously um, touched the wrong one. So um, this year, like I said, it's been really mild. But that's what they do for any of the alleged groundhogs or rodents that are involved in any of the states that have it. But Phil has always been the most prominent, was the first, and was uh, – to continue the tradition. And he really does. I mean, there's like people that get dressed up and they get into like character play for this. Next year, some of our local radio stations, I know Ben FM's talking about it. Um, ben FM's taking people up there in a bus and they're having like a weekend that you could spend in Punxsutawney. Obviously the movie made it famous and kind of put it on the map, I'll say on a global scale, which it is a funny movie, but that, those are actually shot there and it, it, a lot of the footage that you see is that little quaint town. So you can go and stay in a bed and breakfast and I just hope your day doesn't constantly repeat. But um, So that's the, the backstory behind Punxsutawney Phil from the land of Punxsutawney here from a Pennsylvania to a bunch of people that may have their other rodents, but ours is cooler, don't forget. If you liked what you heard today, then check us out at CollectedCollectionPodcast.com or listen to us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.